Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This week on the program, let's watch Jeff Goldblum touch things. It's Vibes. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you're new to the program, this is a podcast where we make jokes about movies, bad, good, or otherwise. This week, Listener Request Month rolls on with Vibes from 1988, directed by Ken Quapis. Uh, this episode was requested by Brian from Minneapolis. Let's uh, give him a listen here. Hi, this is Brian from Minneapolis. I'm calling to request Vibes. It's starring uh, Cindy Lauper, Jeff Goldblum, and Peter Falk. It's Cindy uh, Lauper's first movie. It's weird. It's good. Uh, I hope you watch it. Thank you. All right. Straightforward. I like this, Brian. You're a straight shooter. I, he said the movie was good, though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like a, a lie. That's a lie. That's, that's a lie what you're telling me. false. You know what? We'll see what happens when we get to the end of this discussion. I might just fall back in love with vibes. (laughs) What you're doing is a lie. What you're doing is a lie. I Uh, I gotta say, this opening credit sequence relaxed me to my core. I love Mm -hmm. the font. I love the Mm -hmm. mountains. I love the smoke. I love the pan flute score. Oh, no. That's that's what killed me. No way. No fucking way. How can you? That's the most relaxing part. (laughs) Because I'm not walking through a geode store. (laughs) What would you have preferred? Like Tom Waits? (laughs) I got some vibes. Close. I would like like throat singing. I'm eating bugs. I'm Redfield. (laughs) Now I'm singing a song. (laughs) 
Uh, Vibes, by the way, we should say, is a movie with uh, Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper. Hey, uh, shut up! <laughs> it's my Cindy Lauper impression. Uh, are psychics, and they uh, get uh, under the tutelage of Peter Falk, of all people. To duped. Find, duped. To find some mm-hmm. mystical artifact of who gives a shit. And that's kind of the movie. Well, we're trying to find the lost city of gold, dude. That's true. Yeah. The legendary are we? Mm. I, you know, a lot of twists, a lot of turns. Vibes is a good title and all. I prefer Vibe Busters. <laughs> if we're really going to get to the heart of what this is, yeah. Vibe Busters, because it busted my vibe, man. <laughs> I am I am speaking of Vibe Busters. I'm kind of thinking that this movie is a shared cinematic universe with Ghostbusters. I mean, it, why? Because it rips it off. Yeah, it's the same deck of cards. <laughs> no, that, that's what it's I'm the saying. Same you, institute. You cannot have the same deck of cards. And why the hell not? Well, th- if that, you're trying to set up a secret shared cinematic right? universe, you absolutely have the same. To this, deck of to cards. this movie's defense, maybe that's a real thing, right? Uh, like that, they were, that, everyone was just testing everyone. Well, no, but, it, but it's the same brand. Though. But if you're gonna do that, what you need is at the end, like on TV, it's Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper talking about their exploits pans down and there's Bill Murray sipping a cuff, cup of coffee saying, yeah, I know him and I know where he's going. Not like Bruce like Bruce Willis at the end of the Oh, that would be amazing. And then, and then and wait, okay, now flash forward 20 fucking years and they make a disappointing sequel to finish it all off. <laughs> That's exactly right, dude. They all just die in a parking lot. Oh man, you think J- that's what Jason Reitman is? That's his keeping close to his chest. He's br- going to bring in vibes in this yeah. new Ghostbusters three. How awesome would it be if in this Jason Reitman Ghostbusters movie? Not saying it has to be the same character, but if Jeff Goldblum well, yeah. was in it, you, you, yeah. you're, you're, you're you're peaking my interest even a little bit. We're already talking about Carrie Coon and Finn Wolfhard being in it. That's something. That's something. You know, if Jeff Goldblum was in it, it'd probably be like uh, Jurassic World 2, where he's just like at a court proceeding against <laughs> yes, the I, Ghostbusters. I, I, he's uh, there for five I, seconds, uh, but uh, he's the entire trailer. Uh, you've let the bo- the ghost out of the box, and now it's uh, uh, a ghost world. And Steve Buscemi's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson goes, uh. <laughs> What if it was a thing where Jeff Goldblum was a descendant of the Scolari brothers, oh, and he's like, oh, you like wrongfully imprisoned my relatives? Yep. In your containment unit, this is fucked yep. up. I'm suing you, Sir Theodore Scolari. Or the Scolaris are is a mafia family, right? And we got mafia oh. versus Ghostbusters. That, I mean, come on, we're right here in the heart of the Big Apple, dude. Mm. That must happen every day. <laughs> I think it does. Speaking of Jurassic World, that's on our Patreon feed, uh, right? Found but a- we did an episode on both number one and number two, Fallen Kingdom. All of those are on there, and so is uh, a. Yeah, Lara we did. Uh, uh, we did episodes on pee and poop. We we often well not specifically pee and poop but pee and poo comes up often as, on as it does Patreon yes. content it's it's bluer this week's episode poop <laughs> from 2018 you know I saw this last night for the first time poop <laughs> I took a big one I usually never look down I just flush and I looked at it for the first time let's talk about it uh, so this movie starts we're on a mountain uh, it's Michael Lerner and some other guy. Yeah, some other guy indeed. Michael Lerner, you may know uh, from our Godzilla episode. Mm. Uh, he portrayed Mayor Ebert. Wasn't he also in Barton Fink as the studio? Yes, head? he is. I mean, he's, he's in a been, ton of shit. Yeah, I love Michael Lerner, he man. He is fantastic. Uh, but he doesn't have much to do in this movie, so it's just these two guys and a guide. They get up to some mountain, and it's a very arachnophobia opening kind of a situation. I don't remember a lot of arachnophobia. Well, I'll be honest, I've seen that movie precisely one time. They're not like collecting things yeah. really. They're just trying to like they're the 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 big puppet spider at the beginning of that movie. They're <laughs> like get uh, it in the get it in the bag. Okay, I remember get it in. like 
John Goodman gets killed in that movie? No, he no, survives. He Does is he Julian Sands in that too? Yes, he is. He's oh, the, wow. okay. oh, weird. Uh, he's yeah. actually, we were talking about this yes. off the air. He's a good guy in that he movie. He is. That's, uh, I remember Julian it. Sands played a good guy? Yeah, it's one of the only <laughs> I don't remember that movie at all. That's why it, you don't, is it an episode? That's yeah, why it you, kind of is. Yeah. That's why you don't remember it, because if Julian Sands being good just wipes your memory clean. It's that's really crazy. Jeff Daniels about. gets in like a fist fight with the spider at the he end. He does, yeah. <laughs> I can't watch that. I I, I I was scared of spiders. Still a little, little bit. Little so bit. if we oh, did I, an episode on it, would you have to recuse yourself? I don't I, know. Maybe I'd just cry in the corner. Here, I thought you said you were scared of Jeff Daniels post the newsroom. <laughs> Will McAvoy is scary. Uh, so they, they find, the, they reach the top of the mountain. The guide brings them there. There's this weird... Big pyramid-looking golden triangle, like golden a light, child a thing. Pyramid of light. Yes. It looks like uh, this guide. I guess I wasn't paying attention because I could have sworn this dude looked like Tim Curry. <laughs> kind of a little bit. Uh, he's like assassinated immediately, mm-hmm. though. And then this other guy, who's not Michael Lerner, like Michael Lerner's, like, "Oh, jeez, what did you do?" Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "Shut the <laughs> fuck up!" And just touches this thing. And he immediately like gets sucked in or disintegrated or whatever. You don't really know like yeah. what happened to this guy. You go to the other the, pl- the other place. You got to help me uh, move these styrofoam stones from around <laughs> the the golden triangle. Yeah, not a very high production design budget for this little temple area. Uh, but this was filmed in Ecuador, so there's something yeah, there. I guess. You know, they set it in Ecuador. It's filmed in Ecuador. There's that. I don't know that this part is. Well, yeah, so, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> all but, of the wide, beautiful hills that they're on. Yes. Hey, sure. Hey. Mr. Quapis, guess what we found? A power triangle in Ecuador. Your movie is a go. <laughs> gonna write a, we'll write a movie around the power triangle. <laughs> you told me there was going to be one. I, I was as surprised as you, Mr. Quapis. Uh, and Michael Lerner sort of gets like shot with some light or something. Yes. And sort of falls over, mm-hmm. and that's like your cold open Becomes vibes. comatose, we find out right. later in the film. Uh, you know what was striking to me? Top billing Cindy Lauper. It was a Cindy, it was, that's what we were doing, man. It was that's Cindy what, Fever, you know, it was gripping the nation. But we were post the fly, if I'm correct. You still like getting asses in the seats for Jeff Goldblum. It's just weird to think that yes. there ever was a time in this world where people weren't familiar with Jeff Goldblum. Or the, we're more familiar with Cindy Lauper than Jeff Goldblum. At is, least. is this post Big Chill? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, really? Okay, yeah, I forget the dates. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy to me. Jeff yeah. Goldblum has always been such a huge part of my life. But this is like uh, what's that? That Britney Spears movie, Crossroads, kind of in a, in a way. Like, like Ooh, this, yeah. this woman is huge, right. a juggernaut. Let's just shove her in a movie and like, but uh, on, 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 instead of Anson Mount, you get Jeff Goldblum, which is a trade up in my opinion. Wow, instead you know, of Dan Aykroyd, you get second. fucking Peter Falk, also a trade up. I can't imagine a time when people didn't know who Anson Mount was. It's <laughs> been such a big part of my life. He played Bohannon on Hell yeah, on Wheels. You know, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> uh, so then, one day you're gonna have to what? get lunch with Anson Mount. Like, well, what? Eric, you're the only person that watched Hell on Wheels, and so t- now I'm buying you lunch. <laughs> And now, isn't he playing like Christopher Pike on Discovery or yes, something? He's yeah. got a lot to talk about, Anson. Give me a call. <laughs> he was on that fucking complete travesty, The Inhumans. I didn't see what a lick of it. That was the Marvel thing that they were really pumping up for a while. It was going to be, it was always in there like, oh man, it's going to build up to The Inhumans. And then they're like, Oh, this is terrible. What if it was a TV show? What if it was a Fandango event? It, what if it never happened? What, what is it though? Like, is it on TV? It's t- directed television? by the cell guy. Uh, with the one name. Oh, Tarmac? Yeah, that, that guy. Tarson? 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 
Dengar. Yes. Bosk. Bosk did it, Eric. Token Razor? <laughs> and, and it's got a fucking talking, farting dog. It's yeah. got a fucking... Hold on a second. Is this a television show? It was a television show. That was this tried. the thing that I saw a preview for in the theater one time and it looked like a horror movie? Yes, probably. No, that's New Mutants, I think, which is still actually like... Oh, what, now, what is oh. that? Is that a television show? That was going to be a movie that's... Still coming out. They don't know what they're going to do with that movie. I there. think they're yeah. putting out this year still. Yeah. They made I the fucking keep thing. I track of any no. of this Well, stuff. I'll tell you this. If that's what I saw in the theater after it was over with, people laughed at it when they shouldn't have. <laughs> so we, that that's a good fucking barometer, dude. No, the Inhumans is definitely Marvel Studios' biggest failure, for sure. I, I would say so, yeah. So you can't see it anywhere? I mean, I don't, I don't even know where. I think they did. It's l- probably on like Hulu le- or Yeah, they, they did put out episodes. Yeah. So you can watch it. Oh. But I think it is, he's right, I think it is on Hulu now. Yeah, just... But I mean, it was like, they went through five different... Ver- like, it was supposed to be on, like, CBS for a minute, yeah. and then they were like, no, it's going to be a big event that we're going to put on uh, through Fandango yeah. events or something. Oh, Fathom. Fathom, Fathom events. Fuck um, those people. That, shit like that. And then, like, they were like, yeah, just put it out. We don't care where. We just want to bury it. Are they mutants? Yeah. They, well, no, they're not mutants. Aren't they they're gods? Just, they're like, it's kind of like that. It's like, a, they're a Fantastic Four offshoot, but, like, basically... When Marvel lost the rights to the X-Men, they were very similar to the X-Men. So they were like, oh, what if it was in humans instead? Oh, I believe. And now that Marvel has the X-Men, it's going to go back. I think the only reason this sounds familiar to me was because I read last year, finally, that Civil War Two. Yeah. And I think they're there's a lot farting of in- around in that. There's a lot of inhumans. Because Marvel was really pushing them for a long time. Mm. They and lost their own rights to the X Men for for cinematic stuff. Oh, right oh I thought you meant like sold it to no, 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 but, comics or something. But but in in they kind of retrofitted once they lost that that right for I the cinematic see. in the <laughs> comics. It's like you know, it's pretty cool. The Inhumans, no reason, but they're really cool. <laughs> it's funny that you found it out that way because I, me, and Eric both found out through uh, Ensign Mount Digest, which uh, <laughs> you can only get in like the mid New York area. Uh. So I'm a subscriber. Uh, so we open. We're now we're in New York again. Right. Uh, we're in. We're at NYU of all places. That's right. We're downtown, dude. We find uh, some fat guy named Googie Grass. That's the character actor's yes. name. I think yes. his name is Ingo or Ingo Swidden yes. or something like that. Yeah, he's a psychic. He goes for in for second testing. He does at NYU, not Columbia. Big difference. That's true. Sits down. That's true. This is the downtown parapsychology <laughs> studies, dude. <laughs> and yes, it's the same exact Ghostbusters, like the same exact. Yeah, they should have uh, got the curly haired guy. You know what? Get the curly hair guy too. I, dude, when the second I saw those cards, yeah. I was like. Fuck, where's curly-haired guy? <laughs> a, a couple of wavy lines. Doesn't someone say, I don't know, a couple of wavy lines? Yeah, yes, <laughs> they just, do. It's, like, it's the same it's fucking bit. pretty fucking weird. I, I have to say, uh, the Google Glasses guy... Um, <laughs> The I kept on th- I kept on thinking it was Kyle Gass like the whole, every time it kept because he Kevin, looks, it was 1988 Kyle I'm not Gass thinking about the time I'm just, and also the fucking movie is literally a Tenacious D song yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's like a fucking psychic's going into the mountains to find <laughs> some flute in the background or yeah, something. Yeah, I, you're, you're selling me on this song. Yeah, this should have been like on an Adult Swim. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like this weird, the parapsychology office at NYU, which I don't know if it's real, sure. probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think it's in the Tisch school or not? No. <laughs> it's Stern business. Oh, <laughs> under the Stern label, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's a weird, like, psychic open house. Like, all of these psychics are there doing different tests. Yeah. And it's different kinds of psychics. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and we're introduced right to this dude, uh, Igo or whatever his name is. Ingo. Ingo, right. Yeah. Uh, we have Cindy Lauper, and she is a psychic in the sense that she has like a spirit guide next to her named Louise. I, better movie, worse movie, if you can see Louise. Better. Worse. Wait, 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 wait. But who is playing well, Louise? Well, that makes all the difference, because if it's Doris Grau, better. What about like Elaine Stritch, maybe? That's about better. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Even better. Or like if you got like like a like Julia Louise Dreyfus, but like done up in death makeup oh, kind of stuff. Kind of fun. Yeah. I could do something like that. I think I met someone on the train just the other day that has the same power. What are you uh, doing meeting? People? No, I'm not meeting people. But there was oh. actually I didn't tell you guys about. You're this. witnessing people. The last time I came up here, there was a. Mentally disturbed individual. Uh-huh. We got a lot the of train. Those. Yeah, they had to stop the train and get the police. And it was like because he kept on like screaming like, like, uh, don't don't you fucking talk to me? Don't talk to me? Oh. Like to to nothing. And then he kept on punching the wall. And all these guys on the train were trying to antagonize this oh. guy. And it's like you're not going to help anything. No, no, le- you know exactly. Le- like he well needs proper. Up. It wouldn't be great if we actually got proper health care for mental, mental yeah, issues. No. And yeah. I mean, look, t- leave the guy alone. He's probably talked to the ShamWow guy or something. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> that guy's a ghost now. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's his spirit is, guy. His that is a ghost is that dead. deserves to be busted. Uh, uh, so Cindy Lauper is Sylvia Piquel, by the way. Oh, what a yeah! That's <laughs> it's some name, isn't it? And she is. I'm sorry. I, I think that she's great. Like she's, you know, she, I like. She a lot of has her. an excellent singing voice. She certainly does. I, the character. This is. It's bad. It's, it's awful. Yes, it is. The best. She's, the best acting Cindy Lauper ever did was the girls just want to have fun video. <laughs> yes, we all know yes. this. We all know this. <laughs> I will say it is kind of funny. Because she's just doing her surly, you know, Queens thing. Yeah. Uh, there's parts of this movie where she gets to have lines like, you stupid piece of shit, and stuff like that. And that's kind of funny. Yes. But you, she's not an actor. I, I need her out a window with a rolling pin if she's going to be doing that. I mean, in the Queens neighborhood. Yeah. Not in the middle Spider-Man. of Ecuador. <laughs> right. Ecuador. And, and, you know, Jeff Goldblum meets her at this study. This is where we get all our round table of psychics. And this movie totally ignores the best psychic they've gathered there, which is Telekinesis' grandpa. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Dude. That could have been useful. Right? It would have been amazing. Think about, like, an old grandpa moving stuff with his mind. That's an action movie I want. Better movie, Psychic Squad. Get all of them exactly. together. Now we're going around. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen, but they then only utilize like the three of them. Yeah, you I, want you want the psychics. I love telekinetic grandpa because he just immediately <laughs> starts talking about how he fucks women all the time with his power. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm married to uh, a Miss America, and then they're like, aren't you like seventy five? Didn't you like? go to war under Lincoln. Uh, and he's like, yeah, but I got the mental powers. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is Psychic Grandpa, <laughs> which would also be funny. Yeah, you know, the cool thing. I mean, also, like, does, so if there's this many, like, I guess, like, Julian Sands put an ad up in the paper. Psychics are really real. Like, all of them are real. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, by the way, has a tell him something or other. It's like when he touches something, he knows what happened to it or where it is. He's sort of like Christopher Walken in the dead zone. Yeah. Yeah, he is a psych- psychometrist or psychometrist. The, uh, um, the ice, um, the ice <laughs> is uh, gonna break. <laughs> there is, uh, 
he, he like touches a knife that has a murder and like he, that's his test. And then he t- the, the only I got a smirk at the end of this scene. Like he freaks out about touching a knife that 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 was participated in a murder. He's like ah, it's terrible for me to see this stuff. Ah, ee, ah, ah. And then he touches the the table. He's like ah, ah. Someone had sex on this table. Yeah, it's a good it's line. Got, yeah. Those the two scientists that are studying him then look at each other yeah. like uh oh, the jig is they up. No, fucking a, at the psychic institute. It looks like a pretty rickety card table. I wouldn't yeah. be fucking around on that thing. No, no. Yeah, no, that's that's actually very weight, true. Weight limit on that's three hundred. Can't be done. <laughs> Can't be done, folks. Uh, and so Jeff Goldblum, it's like his first day. By the way, he's playing Nick Deasy. These are some terrible names. Uh, Babalu Mandel in the screenplay. What are we doing? Who's Babalu Mandel? Babalu Mandel. He was. He's done a bunch of stuff. He wrote like Splash, Father's Day. Uh, yeah, Father's okay. Day. Uh, Parenthood. Oh, so, so the classics then. Yeah, yeah, big boy. <laughs> I mean, he did. Uh, he he wrote slickers. Sh- yeah, like a shit ton oh, okay. of stuff. He wrote a League of Their Own. Okay, that's something. Which is a good one. He wrote, uh, uh, ba ba what the fuck is the other? Oh, Night Shift. Okay. Um, and his name is, his nickname, I guess, is Babalu Mandel. Yeah. Pretty great name. Uh, but Nick Deasy, not so much. That's a fucking placeholder name. <laughs> uh, but so it's like his first day and he's like new to this group or whatever. I guess all these other psychics know each other. This yeah. is like old hat for them. This is just what they do on Saturdays. And like Cindy Lauper is like this weird, like she's like this sad sack that throws herself at literally any man. Even the... Julian Sands. Yeah. Well, I mean, Julian, I'll throw myself at Julian Sands right now. He's clearly evil though. So? There's something sexual about evil. Yeah. And if, if telekinetic grandfather's taken, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, she, she's got to find something else. That's very true. Dude, uh, she is fucking interacting with Jeff Goldblum, though. She's at the start of this movie, she's calling him Stretch, and then yeah. she's like, hey, Stretcheroo. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Stretcheroo. And even oh. Jeff Goldblum has it up to here with that immediately. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, first it was Stretch, then it was, uh, uh, Stretcheroo. Uh, uh, where is this going? Can't yeah. you get one of those books with all the different fucking names? Like, it doesn't have just to be Stretch Stretcheroo. How about, you know, String Bean? Yeah. Like, fire off a wait, couple wait, different wait. ones. They have books with, <laughs> with, with nicknames? Different insults, in yeah. Really? They, yeah. They have insult books? Yeah. Yes, of course they do. Note to self, buy insult books. I had the <laughs> dictionary of slang, I want to say, really? when I was a kid. I had some joke books. Yeah. This there was a lot, by the way, in the dictionary of slang, there was a lot of racial epithets. Of, like, oh, of definitely. Like, it was like definitely. printed in 1993, and it was like, wow, the N word? That's something. I bought a joke book online from the 60s, like an old one, and uh, it's all like, hmm. They yes, they have jokes separated by nationality. Oh wow! <laughs> like here's all the uh, Polish jokes and all. Why this did stuff, you yeah. buy that? And other worse. Wor- it gets Was worse. Was it a wedding there. present? Uh, you bought it for somebody. Yeah, well, just sometimes you treat yourself. Uh, so Cindy Lauper, you know, meets Jeff Goldblum. There's a little bit of a meet cute here, and she says to him that her spirit guide Louise told her that Jeff Goldblum's girlfriend is cheating on him. Mm. To which he sort of like freaks out. He has like a Jeff Goldblum freak out. Jeff Goldblum could not give a shit about this movie. Honestly. Oh my God. I've never seen no him way. care less. I, I, usually he's a guy that like he finds a role like he, sometimes he's doing like Brundle Fly. Sometimes he's doing just like nervous Jeff Goldblum. He, even in nine months, he was engaged. Yeah, like yeah. he wanted to talk to other people. Yeah. This he's just dead. He yeah. doesn't want anything to do with it. Well, I guess from what I read about the movie on like Wikipedia and shit and I think IMDb. The two of them, shockingly, because they have no chemistry, but like they didn't get along at all. So, like, you can kind of just see it's like 
all right, I'm getting paid for this thing. Let's say the lines and get the fuck out of here. The weird thing about that is, is that they also in the trivia in the Tribune, they also point out that Dan Aykroyd quit this movie when he found out Cindy Lauper was the lead. What? Like, uh, was there some test footage where she was just like drunk or something? But also, like, what? Is, my question is like, Dan. Oh, a psychic movie. Of course I'll do a psychic movie. I love psychics. Yeah, that's true. Are there any uh, crystal skulls in it? (laughs) Do you think he introduced... He's like, oh, yeah, you could use that. You could use the bit from Ghostbusters. It's cool. (laughs) Do you think he was pissed off, though, when he realized, like, the end of it, it wasn't... You're not going to see any ancient aliens. And he got pissed off and walked. That's it. I got to get the fuck out of here if I don't see some ancient aliens. (laughs) Yeah, there's no aliens. It's just a a, a power triangle. (laughs) Instead, what if it's Beldar Conehead's head that you touch? Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Suck my cone. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Rub my cone. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Maybe like sucking just the tip of the cone. Oh, that's going to do something. That's got to be gonna something. Do a little right. something. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Who, but who's going to be able to do that? Do that? Like Kalima Olajuwon? No, remember no, in the movie? They they could open their mouths very large, Chris. Oh, I remember he eats that Subway sandwich? You could fuck yep. a deep throat the fucking he- your cone <laughs> head. I didn't see that tongue like slithering out out yeah. to be able to lick the well, top. Well, it was of like 1994, man. They didn't have special effects. Uh, that. We need like a new Coneheads movie where people are just sucking cone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what we definitely don't need is a new Coneheads movie. No, we I definitely want do. I want to see somebody go eyeball deep is what I want to see. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. What yes. was with... Now I'm thinking about the Coneheads movie. Between that and fucking Happy Gilmore... The Subway Sandwich Corporation had a lot of play in Hollywood in the (laughs) mid-90s. They were throwing some money around. They They really were. They were building up their empire. Well, I think that they were trying to get in the stoner market, which is tough yeah. for a sandwich corporation. Like, that's you know, true. Well, that's, that's, that's your Taco Bells, your Burger Kings, your stone. They're going to go there. But like, no, no, no. You can get stoned and eat a sandwich. And you know what? It was a good move. Stop yes, putting can. Stop putting your food in movies and hire Jared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, they should have stuck with fucking stoner comedies, dude. <laughs> Just put them in all the Jurassic Parks. So yeah, uh, she throws herself at J- Nick uh, Jeff Goldblum. Then she goes Julian Sands. She she really wants to fuck Julian Sands, and he's like, mm, no. But he's like, we're doing this great project. Why don't you come along with me? I'm totally not evil, even though I'm known for playing the devil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're outside in the street. And Julian Sands and and Cindy Lauper notice, or Jeff Goldblum yeah. and Julian Sands notice that Peter Falk is across the street taking photographs of them. Yeah. Which, when you think about later, what Peter Falk's motivation is and what his character is doing and shit, why is he taking photographs of them? Makes Excellent no question. Makes really no good question. <laughs> I mean, and also like uh, new Julian Sands like tries to chase him off. You know what I mean? Which is Again, weird because I realized. I don't think I've ever seen Peter Falk run that fast. <laughs> he really turns tail, man. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I did this movie once uh, called Psychics, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was Psychics, and it was uh, Madonna was in it. It was a real, it was a real hit. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember much of it. I, I remember running, though. Hey, I just read this screenplay front to back. There ain't no sex toys yeah. in this. And I kept calling uh, Dan Aykroyd Tubby till he quit. <laughs> You gotta eat that fat show. I was, uh, <laughs> I was talking to uh, Ken Quapis, and uh, I was telling him that John Cassavetes, you know, if you got him in a mood, in a mood, he'd punch you. And, uh, and that's what really brought the fear out in my performances and husbands uh, was that I was scared of John. I thought John would go and kill me. Ken would, Ken kill me. Yeah, John was a psychic. <laughs> 
I, uh, I, I went up to Cindy Lauper and I says, uh, I says, uh, this is what I says. I says, hey, Rhett, you'll never be no Elaine May. <laughs> and she started crying. <laughs> then I called her a stupid baby. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got to shelter the young ones like that. You know what? You got to give them a reason to keep going. Now, I had trouble uh, getting into Ecuador through customs. I had to check my glass eye. Hey, uh, Goldblum, you gonna finish that sentence or what? I mean, it's uh, we got lunch pretty soon. They examined the socket. You'd think they'd do that when I'm leaving the country, not entering. Hey, Jeff, guess what? This isn't a glass eye. This is pure cocaine. How about me and you have a party tonight with Mr. Quapis? Call it my eye opener. So this movie has a trouble starting. Like, yeah, we've got this cold open. We've got this like psychic scene. Like, we should go to the airport next. But then there's like. 20 minutes of fucking around in both of their lives. Yeah, which here's the thing. If you're going to do this. This is the beginning this, of the movie. Yeah. and it, But it means also, like, if we're not immediately leaving for the airport. Yeah. The movie needs to stay in New York City. Exactly. Which, again, NYC Psychic Squad, pretty cool. Mm. And you know it might be nice to build up a world that fucking where psychics are everywhere. And they're like this close to doing that, though. And like that's what when when I watched this yesterday, I'd never seen this before. And I was like, oh, kind of a cool idea. Yeah. A movie about like the it's like mystery men, but with psychics. Yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. And these scenes are out of order because we should get Jeff Goldblum at his work and people being like, hey, touch my car to make sure that I got a good deal on right. this yeah, yeah. and this. Like, let him then be led to the psychic program yeah. because yep. his life yep. is going crazy because of the psychic power. Instead, we get him introduced to the psychics. Then we see his life is but, being driven crazy by the psychic power. And, and the problem is, is that in all these, a lot of these scenes, it's all talking. Yeah. about what the world is. Yeah. There's no scene of him actually going to a, a car lot, like you would say, and just like touching him, like, yeah, this one's fine, and stuff like that. It's like, they, they, there's a, the scene in the beginning when it's the, the, the dream team. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> and they're talking to each other. They're like, great movie, by what, the way. What would happen if two psychics had babies? I'm like, I actually want to know that, fucker. Totally. What, when they were sitting at that car table, I was like, oh, is this just psychic dream team? Because I'm way in, if that's oh, the yeah. case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by, by the way, you know who should have who done a polish on this script? Because it's right in his wheelhouse. It's exactly what he likes to talk about. Anyone? Stephen King. Oh, yeah. This is like a bunch of psychics yeah. going around. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the screenplay will be a little annoying. Yeah, now we're it's right. in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> now we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're going up a little bit, going There'd a little be, north. Uh, like way too much doo-wop on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. but you I mean, you like, want to give Peter Falk a Maine accent? Go right ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, King, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Can't get there from here. Oh, yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, the Stephen King, he's fantastic. He wrote uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Amazing guy. Great writer. <laughs> So fantastic, really, really. You ever see Last House on the Left? <laughs> Stephen King's a genius. How, how, how did you think about the hockey mask? <laughs> That's what I really want. I've never thought of it. Uh, shut up, Marty. So Jeff like Goldblum works at the Museum of the City of New York. Uh, and this is a huge fucking error in this movie. You see the exterior, Museum of the City of New York, goes inside... And whatever building that they filmed, it's not the actual museum. Yeah. They've got like Egyptian shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a fucking woolly mammoth skeleton or something. And I'm like, 
Don't you know what the fucking museum does? Yeah. That's the weirdest cut ever. So uh, Jeff Goldblum goes to work where he is like a, a curator, it seems yeah. like, for uh, the Museum of New York. And like like we said, there's guys like, hey, touch this mummy. Let me know where she was, buddy, and yeah. shit like that. And right. on top of that, there is um, his boss wants him to touch all of the people on the board yeah, to like this to do magic tricks weird, for them or yeah. something. It's just so weird that everyone accepts that this psychic thing is real. Like right, everyone yeah. in the world, they're like, "Hey, man, how's it going? Do this. I, I, I touch my lunch. Is it fresh? Like, what the fuck? Touch Wouldn't my there lunch. be a, like a George Clooney esque, like a super celebrity psychic yeah. that everybody looks up to and wants to be like? Yeah, that's like, actually th- a good th- point. There's, it, it, there's no culture of psychics here. It's just like, yeah, they exist. Fuck you. Right, and then the psychic team has to take down the phony who's a celebrity yeah yeah, that's, yeah. yeah i mean and so they, they do this and he's like he runs cindy lopper yeah uh comes up and he runs out and he's like okay and they cut from the museum of new york to the natural history museum oh, and really? don't and don't tell you like <laughs> yeah. how or why or where they went maybe there was a tunnel between the two yeah uh cindy lopper has an ex-boyfriend played by a young steve buscemi by the way Right, and uh, I guess so. They're out at the aqueduct. I guess is yeah. the idea. Yeah, you know, I I, I never wanted to watch uh, Shindy Lauper work, but then I heard they were at the track, so I went to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch everybody work. That's the thing, man. You know, sometimes when I get involved in a project, I'm going to show up on set on days I ain't even shooting. <laughs> no, no, like just, when you shoot at the track, <laughs> they just ran into him. He was there, unrelated. Unrelated. Peter, you're not in this scene. Scene <laughs> for what, uh, Mister Quap? Come on, come on, Secretariat, come on. Mr. Quapis, I know we uh, we we uh, always uh, we already have uh, my fee all taken <laughs> care of, but we're going to track. You got some sugar money for Mr. Falk? <laughs> hey, Quapis, you want a cigar? <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so Steve Buscemi is like this scumbag ex-boyfriend. It's like, oh, let's get back together. Can you ask your little spirit guide about some of the winners here? I'm yeah. a little short. Blah blah blah. So this thing, this spirit guide, it can see the future, I guess. I well, guess. yeah, it's that's Ill, what we're told. That's the Ill-defined. the when she does her test, yeah. it's like the one guy draws an oh, elephant, right. that's and right. she had drawn an elephant like a night before. That's By right. the way, the guy who does the test, yeah, do you know who that is? Nope, Van Dyke Parks. Who's that? He's the guy who produced all Beach Boys stuff. He's a huge. I mean, he's a human. He did <laughs> what? He's like a huge a musician. He's incredible. Oh, really? Yeah, and he just was like, "Yeah, I'll do your stupid movie." That's weird. What's Ken Quapis's deal? Was he just anybody? Or he did a lot. Quapis of- has done a ton of shit. Yeah, yeah, he's just one of those working dudes. Yeah. He's done. Um, nowadays, it's a lot of TV. Like he did a shit ton of The Office. Uh, Santa Clarita, uh, Clarita Diet, Bernie Mac show. He did a bunch okay. of Malcolm right. in the Middle, Larry Didn't Sanders. He also, do thirteen going on thirty. Or am I crazy on that? Uh, oh, you know what he did do? Possible. Oh, two possible. Stay tunes back to back. Dunstan checks in. Nice. Ooh. And uh, Fran Drescher and Timothy Dalton oh. in the petition oh, in the yes. beast. Oh boy. Which is uh, awful. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants was him. Well, you Licensed think, what, to Wed. A lot of fucking stay oh tunes, man. You think He's when they were just like, not that into you? All right, we need uh, uh, someone that is known for uh, 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 star vehicles for strong women that have New York accents. Well, get me Ken Quapis. <laughs> you get me Ken Quapis. <laughs> oh, man. You know what his most recent feature was, though? One of the fucking most boring movies in the world, 2015's. A walk in the woods. 
Oh, where yeah. Nick Nolte and Robert Redford literally just oh, go for a right. walk in the woods. Ah, God damn it, another twig. <laughs> <laughs> Stub my toe on a twig. I get up there. Uh, uh, Redford, slow down. I got to take another leak. Another. <laughs> yeah, it's another leak. It's fine. Oh, la da Redford, you had it easy. <laughs> Be I, lucky. I don't have to go out here and take a shit. No, what? Uh, it's got no now. It's becoming a shit. Uh, go <laughs> bird watch for a fucking second. <laughs> give me some. Give me some clearance. Quap is cut. Go pick some clean leaves. <laughs> man, that's a good movie. It's just like it's like Jerry, but it's like uh, fucking. <laughs> oh man, you really shouldn't have went to that fucking restaurant last night. <laughs> Robert Redford picks up a rock and has a heart attack. What's he doing? <laughs> that would be awesome. He has the heart attack and drops the rock, but it still hits him in the head and they both die. Yeah. That was one of uh, Robert Redford's um, uh, last, last movies. Like He's been doing his last yeah. movie for like yep. tw- 12 years now. The, the Old Man and the Gun, the one in the, in the boat, the, oh, the, Let's I, Walk in the Woods. All it's like, I And see. this is a good swan song to Robert Redford's yeah. career. And he has like 20 more years. I saw the boat one and it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, it's got a toothless ending, though. Yeah, I didn't see it. So oh, yeah, alert, no, shark bites him. Him. <laughs> no shark bites and, him. No shark bites him. And, and I, I love The Old Man and the Gun. And I actually hope that is his last movie, although I know he's going to do 50 more. And he's gonna probably, do more he's gonna do at more. least one of them is probably going to be directed by Michael Bay. I feel like Up Close and Personal was one of his, like, oh, this is over. No. <laughs> no. Come on. That movie was like 1995. <laughs> Spy Game? No. Spy Game. Never saw it. Good movie. It's kind of fun okay, movie, I think. Yeah. That's that was a good. That's a dad movie and a yeah. half. I we rented it from Blockbuster, and that fucking DVD menu played for hours. I don't know what we Ooh. were doing, but it was just like <laughs> math. Yeah, probably. Uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, Cindy Lauper goes to track with Steve Buscemi. Buscemi like uses her to get the winners. Obviously, right. and she's like, "Oh, we're gonna get back together," and he's like, "Oh no, this is my uh, other girlfriend. Uh, she's gonna give me a ride home." Which let me tell you something: this model walks yeah, out, and I, you're I, like, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, it's like an earlier Steve Buscemi, but still, he, I feel like Steve Buscemi was still like working at the fucking uh, the firehouse at this point. I think so, Probably, yeah. yeah. But like, man, he had that haircut. Oh yeah, for years. Yeah. The floppy sort of like part down the middle He's, in like 1998 or 1988. <laughs> that's the haircut he had. It's crazy. I think he still had it in, in the soup. He, yeah, he really Doesn't rocked he still it. Still have it. <laughs> I mean, it works for him, right? What, what do you want a crew cut on this guy? Uh, <laughs> well, I think he did. He have a crew cut in the Messenger. I feel like he had a weird what, he had the, a Woody Harrelson movie. Yeah, he's one of the dads. That I, I, saw saw that shit. I saw it, but I don't remember. Uh, so Cindy Lauper goes home to her house. I believe she's supposed to live in Long Island City, actually. Oh, nice. Um, and she goes into her house. She hears someone rummaging around. She gets this shotgun. What's that, Louise? Amazon's coming? Wait, what's that, Louise? Amazon's not coming? Oh, oh Louise, can you tell them that's the wrong product? They had to mix up. Louise, can you please tell them that that amount of jobs everyone's bitching about was stretched out over a number of years, and in fact, the annual amount that they would create is actually less than the city of New York actually creates on an annual average basis anyway? Thanks, Louise. (laughs) Oh, geez, Louise. Oh, God, this date sucks. Louise, could you call the restaurant and ask for me? Say it's an emergency. I'm here with a man named Ice Pick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So she pulls a shotgun on... Peter Falk, who has broken into her house and is eating milk and cookies or something. Yeah. It's a weird sort of and, 
ice cream Switch. sandwich. Oh, is yeah. it an ice cream sandwich? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, are you at doing? the hotel, he's yeah. bitching in, in Ecuador that they don't have milk and cookies. That's my legitimate laugh that comes up later in the movie when he goes, "How do you say cookies in Spanish?" <laughs> milk I know is milk is leche. Yeah, milk is leche. How do you say cookies in Spanish? Hey, Cassavetes, how do you say cookies in Spanish? <laughs> he calls them up. <laughs> Get drinking, folk. John, uh, P- Peter, Peter. Uh, you know what? You know how you say cookies in Spanish? It's fucking cerveza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in any event, we cut to Jeff Goldblum, who is about to go to sleep with his girlfriend, and then he touches her underwear. And- uh, uh, someone else has been holding these panties, which yeah. is a fucking, that was a legitimate laugh. Jeff Goldblum saying panties. Yeah, dude, and because of all like the cum trails or whatever, he's able to <laughs> decipher exactly who it is, and there's like this hockey player. The, it was, that's This is kind of a good line here. He's like, uh, uh, it was held by a... Because uh, uh, the girlfriend, it's hilarious. She's like, oh, it was my dad. He did my laundry. And yeah. he goes... Uh, uh, your father's a hockey player that scored two goals last night and an assist. <laughs> Fucking great. Cum trails. Is that from the Alex Jones show? Uh, yeah, that's the correct. There's cum trails all over the United States. Cum trails all over my house. I live alone. <laughs> Every day you take in cum trails and they and you don't know it, folks. Uh, speaking of Ghostbusters, what I do is what uh, 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 is, is what Bill Murray did at, in the beginning of Ghostbusters. I got a big library in my house. I go... Across the books. That's a gun trail. <laughs> Isn't that right, Joe Rogan? <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan, you just make this acceptable, don't you? Uh, what's I going to say about this? Oh, anybody... This is a no, but anybody recognize who no. that woman is that's I, with him? Is it? I, 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 I'm not sure. She was on an episode of Cheers I watched recently. Oh, then absolutely not. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's weird because she, she, this yeah. woman did not yeah. do a lot. Yeah, sure. But she, um, she was on an episode of Cheers where she is kind of like Cliff Clavin's girlfriend for a little bit. Is she exceptionally tall? Yes. Because she seemed like she was. Because yeah. like yes. in, in the bed, it's like there's two normal sized people because Jeff Goldman's like eight feet tall. Like when he's standing around like Peter Falk and fucking Cindy Lauper, he looks like a oh, fucking Akeem Olajuwon. So you got Dude. excited because there was a giant woman. Oh, je, 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 je. She's very tall and they, they use that to great effect on yeah. the Cheers episode she's on. But man, when they're trying to do shot reverse shot with Goldblum and Cindy Lauper in this movie, it is fucking like high angle, low angle, <laughs> like the low angles of Citizen it's, Kane with yeah, this dude. Shit. It's fucking Gandalf and the Hobbits. <laughs> it is. They had to fucking cut a hole in the floor and put the camera in it to shoot up a Goldblum because he keeps picking her up like it's not. Because again, like she, you know, uh, she's uh, like, you're like a little redheaded rag doll. <laughs> By the way, I had, an, I had an apartment erection for this apartment that he's got. That's, a, that's I would never mm. leave, but this is my oh apartment. my god, dude, the fucking built in bookshelf. Mm-hmm. We just don't appreciate that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. We really don't. These prefab buildings that they make, <laughs> fucking cheapskates. Yeah, that's true. it's a gorgeous New York apartment. It is uh, suited for a better film, by the way. It so, looked if, uh, not to bring up a monster, but it did look like Woody Allen's apartment in Annie Hall. <laughs> it's like because it's that like it's that it's a an apartment of the same ilk. call, call yeah. that a heavy paint apartment. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've painted over it a thousand I, times. I, I hate and, that. You, and you have like a half rails between your 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 uh, li- your dining room yep. and your living room. Yep. yep. No, it's fucking great. They do not make apartments like that anymore. Uh, so Falk tells Cindy Lauper, like, look, my son went mission in Ecuador. I need some psychics to help me out. I'll give you fifty thousand dollars. Fifty grand, man. That's awesome. And that's so in she- nineteen eighty eight when money was worth something. <laughs> so she 
<laughs> she convinces uh, uh, Goldblum to go, you know, after his whole blow up with his office there in the museum. Right. He gets pissed off because, like, the boss is again humiliating him. Like, oh, the board is back. And they're very upset that you ran away. And they're like, oh, just put on this cape and this turban and do these. Tra-. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> There's a weird line where he's like, you got to do the act that you did at the Christmas party. Yeah. And I was like, why do you still have this job? <laughs> why don't you hire? Uh, why don't you hire me? To be your magician, <laughs> like that, I would not like be working in this fucking museum anymore. I'd be like, yeah. I'm an entertainer now. Sorry, everybody. Sure. So they fuck off to Ecuador. It takes them thirty minutes to get to Ecuador, which is where the movie is. By yeah, the, way. the movie's all the way in Ecuador, and we have to get there. Absolutely, and yeah, it's like thirty minutes of this ninety-six minute movie. Yes, come on. <laughs> we get there. Uh, Falk puts them up in a hotel. There's some like romantic. Like, it's a it's a will they won't they, but they clearly don't like each other at all. That's what's weird is I couldn't tell if it was actually a will they won't they because yes. the fucking chemistry is so terrible. Yeah, maybe Dan Aykroyd shouldn't have quit. <laughs> Did we? Oh, <laughs> I mean, actually, that wouldn't have been any. Oh, so Dan Aykroyd and Jeff Goldblum as these two characters. Yes, perfect. <laughs> I would love it, Luis. <laughs> More romantic tension, to be sure. Did we mention that Peter Falk is supposedly looking for his missing son? Yes. Yeah. We but yeah, but like, yeah, but that that it's a it's fake. I hate lies fake in son. movies. <laughs> I hate lies in movies that never really like bad lying in movies bothers me because he does. Yeah. Like, and like, P- Peter Falk is great in this movie. Whenever he's like, "Oh my son," and he starts like fake crying. Well, that's but he knows he's fake crying. It sucks. Well, here's the thing that I thought was weird though in the scene in Cindy Lauper's kitchen. Peter Falk, the actor, turns on his amazing acting chops because he was a great actor. Absolutely. And he's like, my son's going missing. And it's like an actual, Yeah, you're like, oh, wow. Like, I was fooled by it. But then when you realize what the deal is, I was like, no, no, no. This guy's just some, like, hoodlum, like, criminal robber person. He wouldn't be able to actually act that way, like, be that convincing, (laughs) you know? Oh, your son's missing? Uh, Let me see a picture. <laughs> Left in a home. Here's a picture of John Cassavetes. He's like my son. Just like uh, the take away the liver cancer, the 30 years. He looks uh, like that. Uh, listen, I uh, I don't have a picture of my boy, but I do have this soft pack of cigarettes. So, so it's Peter Falk on a plane to Paris, and he's like, oh my God, we forgot John at home. And now it's John Cassavetes as Home Alone. Yes. Dude, Cassavetti's Home Alone. It's, you know what that is? Putting That's just broken, the plot of The Long Weekend. Yeah, putting broken beer bottles by the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead of uh, the, the filthy animal play, he literally opens the door and strangles him to death. <laughs> I made oh. my fucking family disappear. <sighs> Maybe they'll just slip on all this cigarette ash. <laughs> Instead Dude, of John Cassavetti's Home Alone would be awesome. He goes to the instead of going to the store to buy all the grocery, he goes, goes to the liquor store and he puts like a big <laughs> handle of fucking Canadian club and the guy looks at him. He's like, eh, it's for the kids. <laughs> and by the kids, I mean Ben Gazzara. <laughs> instead of uh, helping that old man reconcile with his son across the street, he just makes an old German waitress cry. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. All around awesome Cassavetti's Home Alone. Oh, you, oh, you, th- you think you're going to bite my fingers off. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Walk. And uh, now uh, here I am in, in a fucking in a van with John Candy trying to fucking get home to Cassavetti before he burns the fucking house down. You know he goes to sleep with cigarettes in his mouth, right? Cassavetti smokes in bed. I've been telling him for years he's going to stop. I said, son, stop smoking in bed. I'm a mother. Please get me on that plane. Yeah, it was Falk and, and Jenna Rollins who were going to Paris together. There's, there's a couple. 
So we're in Ecuador. There's some business in the hotel room. Uh, some Jeff Goldblum neuroses here where he is saying, you know, oh, I'm not going to eat anything. I uh, have all this, uh, like, pre-frozen, freeze-dried food or whatever. And this is one of those things where it's like, again, what is this character? Is he neurotic? Is he not? Like, because he's neurotic yeah. in some scenes and totally not in others. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they kind of make him like Rick Moranis in some scenes, but then other scenes it's like, I don't know, he's supposed to be sexy, so, like, whatever. It's almost like nobody was thinking about it. It's <laughs> almost as if exactly that. Hey, Quappas, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> Babalu Mandel wrote a terrible script here. <laughs> so they go to to a bar and like Cindy like they're very clear like we're we're not romantically into each other so right. like Cindy Lauper is flirting with this guy in front of him and he's totally fine with it right yeah she pulls a weird thing he's like how are you gonna spot like the rich man in the club yeah and what's the there like she fakes an argument about what side of like which way the door opens on a car, like an expensive uh, car, on a or Rolls Royce. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this guy comes over, like, excuse me, uh, she's actually right, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So that's how she like spies and, the rich man, and then all of a sudden, Giggly Goo comes back in, Jiggly <laughs> uh, Puff. <laughs> uh, he's, What's this guy's name? Gerber, baby, something like that. Googly Google. His name is Googly. Yes, am I Googly Grass? Could you say that again, young man? Googie. <laughs> Look who's talking now. It's Googoo Gaga. <laughs> Googie, guess. Son, you're an adult. That's, I mean, <laughs> Detective Pikachu. As yes. Peter Falk as Detective oh, Pikachu. Yeah. That's a movie I want to see. Yeah. That's a fucking movie I want to see. Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. Get someone who's just a fucking Peter Falk impersonator, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Because that's awesome. Ah, just one more Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> One more egg there for you, man. The the, the chairmander, he's always fired up. I never understood it. (laughs) Don't worry about my squid. Squirtle got me in the eye. (laughs) I fucking squirtle. Yeah, you got Watch light. where you put that thing, Squirtle. <laughs> you got a light for this thing or what? <laughs> ah, hold up there, Robert Redford. I gotta make a Squirtle. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Oh, now we're thinking all of the Pokemons. <laughs> Just an old actor Pokemon movie. How yes! about that? Had too much chorizo last night. This dump's gonna be a real show, man. <laughs> I want uh, Paul Giamatti for uh, Jigglypuff, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jiggle. <laughs> jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> Why I gotta be so pink? <laughs> so in any event, um, yeah. So this guy, they they realize this guy has followed them to Ecuador. This guy Googie Grass or whatever his name is, right. Ingo, who's doing this. I guess it's a Swedish accent. It's wretched. It's really terrible. I think he is supposed to be Swedish. This does not get pulled off. So they like to trick him. They pretend that they are in a romantic relationship. They make out for a bit, and then it's like. Oh, we should stop making out because this gag is running thin. Like everyone's like horny about it, kind right. of a thing. There is some sexy dancing that happens here, which between the two of them, it's some great dancing. Sure, the two of them are very talented dancers. This was a, a nice reprieve from the terrible chemistry that they have. <laughs> sure, they have good dance chemistry oh, yeah. somehow. That you can't. That's weird. Like they don't have acting chemistry, but dancing chemistry they had across well, the board. When they're not talking, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fantastic. Uh, and so she goes off with this. Uh, and they kind of get rid of. They give uh, Googie Grass the script, the the slip there because they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna fuck. You want to yeah. watch?" And he's like, "Well, I guess I'll leave." And like, <laughs> so he leaves, and then she goes off with this rich guy, and then Goldblum gets picked up immediately. Obviously, because it's Jeff Goldblum, right? By this lady who's like, "Hey, let's Elizabeth Pena, man." Who's R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, she's a great uh, character actress. She oh. was all through the eighties and nineties. I think she's. Uh, 
the love and uh, the wife in Jacob's Ladder. Okay, she definitely is. She was on uh, Modern Family, like that was one of her most oh, recent okay. things. Um, yeah, she passed away a few years ago. Uh, she picks him up immediately because, like Steve said, yeah, it's just it's a fucking 1988 Jeff Goldblum, and she's not fucking blind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they go up to her room, and you know what this reminded me of? Uh, the scene in that Richard Grieco yes, movie. It looks it, good it, that, that was me too, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought of it as well. Uh, we just and- love that movie here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like she is crooked, it turns out. And there's like a struggle, and like Jeff Goldblum accidentally kills this woman. Yeah. But first of all, she tries, knife. To, yeah. she tries to give him PCP. Yeah, it's oh, right. one of the best moments of the movie for me. It was like she said it was supposed to be like a rhino horn aphrodisiac yeah, or something. Yes. And yeah, he touches, yeah. he's like, rhino horn from a, a, new, a basement in New Jersey. Yeah, oh, oh, and right. then uh, a Brooklyn police department. No, oh, this is PCP. This is angel dust. You got sold a bill of goods. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I love that he. Doesn't think that she's crooked, but that she got ripped off by whatever drug <laughs> yes. dealer, whatever Chinese drug dealer was giving her ground up rhino horn. Also, if the idea is to kill Jeff Goldblum, don't give him the Bane serum. Like that's yeah. not what you're gonna do. Like I mean, that's a big guy already. And if he's out of his gourd and and and, and like uber strong, dude. Off Jesus that stuff? Christ, the fucking hepped up Jeff Goldblum yeah. loose in the wild on PCP. No, thank you. No, you give him like a Ruhypnol ru- situation, or just you know, absolutely, you, yeah. you knock him out. He's liable to rip your jaw off your face. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> exactly. You heard it here, here, folks. You know, give Jeff Goldblum Ruhypnol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if that's the point in the movie, sure, sure, in as, the as, film as a narrative, sure, as a narrative. No, so yeah, they they she pulls a knife on him after he doesn't take the PCP, and he's just like. He tip tosses her out a window. I think it's a thing where he like sort of ducks to one oh, side. Right. He's and doing a little goes, shucking and jiving, and she goes out and the she window. falls out the window to her death, which is pretty great. I, I was expecting more of a Michael Fassbender, Gina Carano, and high, Haywire type <laughs> oh, situation. Yeah. Why, why did we ever get a Haywire two? Because yeah. it was uh, Haywire one. Yeah, Haywire. Was <laughs> I, Haywire I liked was great. it when it came out. Yeah. Come on, make Haywire two on your little iPhone there, motherfucker. <laughs> Definitely on. do it. Definitely do that shit. Come on. Is that first one on uh, iPhone? No, it's not. No, 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 no He no. was making, making real movies. Yeah, it was on on camera. It's still real movies. I know, I know. It's just you know. Let's <laughs> let's let's just invest in a camera. It's fine. Or you know what? Let's invest in stop saying you're not making movies anymore. Let's That's invest in that. Better. Let's invest in shutting the fuck up. <laughs> Just continue making you great hear, movies. You hear me, Steven Soderbergh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll put that uh, 30 large on that. Uh, how about shutting up? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that sounds like a good horse. <laughs> so then, Jeff Goldblum realizes, like, oh, fuck, if someone's coming to kill me, someone must be coming to kill Cindy Lauper. He breaks into her room, and, like, this dude is putting a necklace on her, and he, like, fucking... He like hits this guy in the head or something. Yeah, with like, it's like the knockout game. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been indoctrinated on the internet. Uh, it's the knockout game. Um, I got to impress these uh, gang members. Uh, uh, you see that guy walking down the street? Uh, uh, hit him. Uh, and it turns out this dude is actually the Spanish ambassador to Ecuador. That's embarrassing. Yeah, and like she would have made it big, but then like she's also sort of. Uh, impressed by Goldblum's chivalry here, like you know. Sure. He, he, well, you know, when God closes a door, he opens a window. In or any maybe event, it was Louise. We kind of skipped the part, which doesn't matter. When we <laughs> finally get to Ecuador, uh, they figure out Peter Volk is full of shit. 
Oh, right. And they're like, he's like, uh, yeah, I touched his shirt. My son had it. And then he's like, uh, uh, this is touched by a fat old man. Uh, uh, <laughs> Michael Lerner? <laughs> oh, uh, I believe this shirt belongs to uh, uh, Mary Ebert. <laughs> I got a couple of laughs out of this, too, because because P- Peter Fox was like, ah, uh, well, actually, I'm his son. <laughs> oh, right. He's like, oh, did I say son? I meant he's my father. <laughs> <laughs> and so they know he's full of shit but then he's like yeah but there's a lot of money in it, like a million bucks and i don't know where he gets this million dollars thing it's i like, don't know but it's, it's, a 19... a, it's a city of gold it's worth way more than a million bucks peter Falk. but it was 1988 dude all you had to say was yeah it's a million bucks yeah. and like these two fucking gutter dwellers are fine <laughs> with that so they're, they're kind of into it cursorily but um Goldblum wants to talk to Michael Lerner, but Falk doesn't want to let him do that. Right. So after this big kerfuffle in the hotel, they're like, let's go see Michael Lerner. Well, also, uh, the woman uh, who attacks Jeff Goldblum does stab him. Oh, right. So they have to go to the hospital anyway. But also there's this weird thing where they pick the bot nobody knows what what happens to the body and it actually is never revealed it julian comes Sand, to nothing julian sends later in the movie is like oh yes we were at the hotel and we took care of the body like who knows where this body went is my don't, don't check room 237 dude <laughs> <laughs> somebody's taking a bath so yeah they go to this hospital where michael lerner is uh golden gets stitched up they meet michael lerner who's like just crazy like doing it's catatonic kooky. yeah kind of thing um there's some speaking in tongues involved in here. Like she, Cindy Lauper, uses Louise to like contact him and like sort of bring him forward a little bit. Yeah, he sort of explains halfway, I guess, like yeah. what the deal is, and then like Jeff Goldblum touches this guy and like he starts glowing and shit. Yeah, is this where Jeff Goldblum gets like thrown? He gets yeah, like shocked or something. A little bit gets thrown back because that's what happened to this guy. Like he gets shocked with this energy, right, 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 and he right, goes right. nuts. Goldblum touches him, blah blah blah. Um, there's a weird, what's the gag with like this nurse that's like a tough? Uh, the gag oh, yeah. is Peter Falk calls her Conan the nurse. Oh, right. And like she gets all like, like handsy with him and stuff. But then like uh, Googie Grass comes in. Oh, right. He's got a silenced pistol. He's like, oh, yes. Tell me where the gold is or whatever nonsense he's doing. And Cindy Lauper uses her magic to like commune with his mother. And in doing so, it like distracts him enough uh, by the way he shoots this guy shoots this nurse in the arm she knocks yeah. out this is a weird thing though i i don't know what was going on here like a fuck up at the uh, uh foley department or something because like when he shoots that nurse they definitely make the noise that you would do for like a dart gun yes and i was like oh he doesn't have a real gun but then like that nurse stands it, up later and her arm it's, is it's a silence it, it would make so much more sense if goober gus just fucking told like had a fucking like a knockout uh, yeah. dart or something. I like think that. Gomer Pyle should just be shooting people <laughs> in the head. But then Cindy Lauper communes with the mother and then sings a song out of the first 30 minutes of Cold War. And <laughs> it makes this dude go into like a trance about his mother and the nurse comes back and hits him on the head. Oh, He's that's like, right. Yeah, She's yeah, the one yeah. there with a the chair. Yeah. My God, Goobler is down. Oh, my God, Goobler Gargs is going to lose the belt for sure. Oh, my God. How do you say this name? <laughs> is it real? Well, excuse me. I've said the great Yokozuna. <laughs> this is, this is confusing. <laughs> uh, Jim Ross is hanging it up tonight. This name is too goddamn stupid. Come on, King. My tongue isn't going to feel right for hours. My God, this is a it's a Swedish folk song from the 1930s. That's Gublik Gark's music. 
<laughs> so uh, we fuck off to the mountain. And by the way, you do get um, because now Goldblum is all about the mountain because whatever energy he sees, he's like has to seek it out or whatever. Right. This is when he starts dressing like Alan Grant. You get to see what yes. what Ian Malcolm would look like as Alan Grant. Dude, my head almost exploded <laughs> off my neck when I saw this hat on Goldblum. Oh wow, is it great? Oh, I would have so preferred if this was a prequel to Jurassic Park. Ah, uh, ah, uh, Doctor Grant, I think they switched our suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I want to see Sam Neill in a cool leather jacket. Yes. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. Right? I think that's actually Sam Neill's Twitter avatar. You know, Ian, these sunglasses aren't actually a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go up into the mountains. They have to camp out overnight. So yeah. we get like a scene with like, it's kind of hilarious. Dude, just start fucking. When she sure. goes in there, just sure. literally start fucking. But there's... Two pop tents of normal size. Yes. Where Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum are staying. And then there's like a kid sized one, and that's what Peter <laughs> Falk's sleeping in. Kind of a funny visual uh, game. Yeah, well, you know, when I get dehydrated, I shrink like a shrinky dink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a lot to drink today. I'm the size of a California raisin. <laughs> if I have a lot of water, though, I never touch this stuff. I turn into a big grape. <laughs> yeah, Cassavetti's used to have a fun word for water. He called it gin. <laughs> The, so I mean, she, honestly, you could just store me in a thermos. <laughs> You'll put me in a little pocket if I'm a little dry. That's always a genius thing about thermoses, right? You just unscrew that little red top and turn it upside down. It's a cup. <laughs> See, and the difference is, is that when Ben Gazzara would dry out, he would become a violent maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and who would you rather spend Christmas with, a violent maniac or a California raisin? <laughs> I can sing at least. <laughs> Man, Peter Falk just singing. I heard it through the grapevine. Yes. Yes. Heard it through the grapevine, baby. <laughs> the uh, so Cindy Lauper goes into Jeff Goldblum's tent, clearly intent on fucking him. Absolutely. Because yeah. she's like, oh, you know, it's kind of crazy. We're on this adventure together. Maybe. Uh... And like Goldblum's like, uh, uh, oh. And then like all of a sudden he gets in this again because his character doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's like, oh, uh, uh, I'm the consolation prize. Oh, uh, Sounds like, fuck this lady in the tent. Dude, what are you doing? It's starting to sound uh, a little bit like uh, 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 charity. Like, oh, okay, dude. Whatever. Like, dude, you're on a fucking hill in Ecuador. Take the pity fuck. Who cares? <laughs> uh, 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 go fuck the mountain. <laughs> uh, I, maybe Why don't you a... uh, suck a conehead? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a thing. Like, uh, I can't get hard when uh, Peter Falk is uh, that close to me. Uh, it's uh, like he's practically in the room with us. It's outrageous. Though. I, I can't hear that. <laughs> You kids don't don't mind me. I can't hear nothing. But this literally happens because he's like, there's some sexual tension. I'll turn around. Yeah, that's a weird thing later. He says he'll turn around. Um, I've never seen someone so sort of like expertly and swiftly talk themselves out of getting laid. Yeah. Than Jeff Goldblum in this scene. I've never seen anything like it. It's a Goldblum. Cindy Lauper. What are we talking about here? Get down to it. I Goldblum mean, can do it quick. He's the best in the game, man. <laughs> Absolutely the, the the total best. And if it would be anything even close to the dancing we saw earlier, my God. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, but like he's just like, oh, uh, 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 thanks for the charity, uh, but no thanks. Uh, he storms out of the tent and goes to look for the idol or whatever nonsense. Right. Uh, and he's, he's holding some stone tablet that yeah. they have or something, and sure. it's like, 
leading him up the hill. Falk comes in. I think he tries to fuck Cindy Lauper in this. He's like, well, now that uh, he flat out says it, he's like, well, speaking of consolation prizes, he's like, well, you can sleep with me then if you feel so upset about not getting laid. (laughs) She says, what good would that do? And he said, it'll do me a lot of good. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a good (laughs) Falk line. I mean, I'm just going to warn you now. My uh, penis looks like flan. What? <laughs> I guess it's it's like a little jiggly puff. It's a disc. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they he goes off with this rock in the middle of the night. He finds the lost city of gold, sort of in this trance or whatever. Next morning, you know, she thinks that he's abandoned them and yeah. gone off to get it without them. He comes back, looks like he just got fucking run through a fucking printing press. Yeah. What I love about this, I, I, I we talked about uh, uh, Goldblum's outfit a bit, yeah. uh, Falk's outfit. He's got the end of Silence of the Lambs Hannibal thing going <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, a whole old friend for dinner. It's actually Ben. Ben is uh, he's he's here. He's uh, he's doing some stuff I can't talk. Yeah, about. all right. Uh, yeah, I'll eat his li- I'll eat his liver beans. I'll, I'll eat his liver with some fava beans. But keep the Chianti coming. I mean, you, don't skip on the Chianti there. Man, imagine Peter Falk as Hannibal in those movies. <laughs> Jesus. Look at your cheap shoes. <laughs> hey, Senator, nice suit. <laughs> yeah, toughen your nipples a little bit. Yeah, that happened to me in WW2. <laughs> it no, just happens. It just... no, that is incidental. <laughs> There's a great uh, line Peter Falk has here where he tells Cindy Lauper, he ref- he's talking about them not fucking yeah. the night before, and he refers to it as a near miss. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, the near miss you two had last night in the tent. <laughs> this, fucking great. This is when he's like, look, you know what? Why don't you choose fuck? I'll turn around. Right. And then, like, of course, the joke is, uh, Goldman's like, oh, turn around. He's like, you done that quick, huh? Are you gonna wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you know who was a quick cum was Cassavetes. <laughs> Listen, that's what whiskey does. It it dulls the erection so yeah, we, we you to, last a little longer. I mean, you'll, you'll lose it a couple of times, but that's, a, that's the cost of doing business. Yeah, we used to call John Cream Jeans. <laughs> you're, oh, God, you're already done. I just got the recorder going. <laughs> the recorder. <laughs> yeah, bro. Come recorder. on, John. You know, Bob Crane flew from the West Coast for this. <laughs> oh. And as they're having this humorous exchange, uh, he's like, uh, uh, Falk is like, you know what? May God strike me dead if anything is going to happen to us. And he gets stabbed in the back by Googie Grass. And he's like, I got killed by a guy named Googie what? Googly what? Jesus, that's embarrassing. I got to get a new agent. Give me that. Have the Brit kill me. Listen, I don't know (laughs) what's going on. Give me Julian Sands. No, hero is death. Now, just just answer me this, goody God. Uh, where is your birth certificate? I want to see what's on the birth certificate because it's not Googie. I can't believe I got bumped off by grape jelly. So uh, Benjamin Griss. Weird. There's some bullshit where like it's and it's not funny. I, I've never thought these jokes were funny. I know where you're going. The I'm taking way too long to die. No. Just expire. The it's only so t- dumb. I'll tell you the only time that's funny is in the first Austin Powers movie, uh, uh Will Ferrell. When like it's the, Oh yeah. When he's uh, they you get you sucked know, down the thing. Yeah, but you like, know why that's funny though? It's because you can't see him. Yes, and you're it's just right. this audio gag. Yes. The whole like 
I'm going to close my eyes now. Actually, one last thing. Yeah. No, now I'm going to die. No, actually, one more thing. I'm Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, he's a kind of... Yeah. And the they don't... Eye, the thing? Yeah. They don't, like, focus on... <laughs> They don't focus on like what like he's kind of like tearful at moments, but then does the joke thing. I'm like, this is the, nothing matters in this movie. Yeah, Everybody it's... knows that nothing matters in this movie. Okay. Just stop it. Okay, yeah. thanks for the script. Uh, for uh, thank you, Stephen King, for the script to uh, Jason Voorhees number two, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, one thing, I can't be from New Jersey. That's 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 a deal breaker for me. I'll wear the pillowcase. Sure, sure, I'll wear a pillowcase. He's a silver bullet. Is that about the tobacco company back <laughs> from uh, Minnesota? Silver bullet, great. I've always wanted to star in a movie about Coors. <laughs> so what? So what? What is this? What is? We're driving uh, Coors Light with Burt Reynolds, right? Yes. That's what this is. That's what this is. That's what you wrote. And he's a werewolf. I like that. Yeah. Werewolf Burt Reynolds driving beer. This is a great Cindy Lauper line. So when he dies. <laughs> Googie Gress or maybe Julian Sands. Somebody, no, it's Googie Gress makes a line about like the late Peter uh, Falk or whatever. And she goes, uh, he's only late because of you, you miserable piece of shit. Yeah, it's a good. You get somebody from Queens calling you a miserable piece of shit. You'll <laughs> yep. feel it. You yep. will feel it. So we're going to the lost city. Man. Oh, but uh, Julian Sands reveals that he's evil. In he's this crooked. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, weird. Shit. Yeah. It's Julian Sands, Googie Grass, and then third guy. Yeah. And third guy was like this spy that they met in the village. He's like a local. Yeah. It's like the president from the island clone, like where he just shows up, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you have to explain something to me. He has to have a gun or something to right. like. This is a person I'm supposed to pay attention to. And also, like, uh, the Chris and I were talking. The stakes in this movie are like way low. Like when when Falk dies, like is it a joke? Is it not a joke? Like should I feel bad? Should I not? Well, like, that's what do Chris they was feel saying. Bad? Do they not feel bad? Because he goes back and forth between like gags and yes. then like oh I've wasted my life. Yeah. So you can't tell. And yeah, and that's the thing. It's like is this idol a bad thing? Like do we care? Will the world end? Will the world not end? And I don't think they really stipulate like what happens either way yes exactly you know? so they, they go they find the lost city fairly quickly um uh they make uh cindy lopper decipher the lost runes through louise to see how they can decipher and use this power instead of just die like everybody else has done right once they do that they're like well we're gonna kill these two other people why not of course so they they send uh this the third guy down with uh with the with Goldblum to kill him right by this lake or whatever and this is when uh, Cindy Lauper uh, goes into the astral plane to astral project a little bit of a Legion Shadow King style uh-huh huh that's a, that, that TV <laughs> it's a really show. it's it's a good part of the show yeah. okay uh, I'll take your word for it it is set up earlier in the film Cindy Lauper says that Louise when she was a kid taught her how to astral project and she would do things like because she had a hard time growing up, like she would astral project and go to the movies, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Again, show me any of this. Yes. Yeah, show, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be a glacier in the middle of nowhere, like yeah. in Legion, <laughs> but like at any, like the movie theater, even the movie theater would yeah. be fine. Or yeah. just you know, it's the oldest trick in the book: make her look like a ghost. You know what I mean? Like when, yep, yeah. that exactly. would be something. Yeah, why not make her look like? Because by the way, it's alluded that this pyramid of energy might be alien. Yeah, there's a brief flirtation with ancient aliens, yes. but they do not follow through. Send- That's why I quit. <laughs> <They> send- <laughs> I'm walking. 
They say it was like like oh like Jeff Goldblum says oh is it Incan and it's like no it's so much older so they they are really flirting with that but yeah. then Louise is able to read alien text or something. <laughs> That's a great question. Maybe she's like a predator ghost or something. <laughs> we really yeah, you don't even know what she is. She's actually <laughs> we don't a predator. Know. <laughs> What's that, Louise? Okay, <laughs> she's skin them alive. Got it. It's like like the first families that came over on the Mayflower. She was the first of the lizard people. <laughs> yes, they're definitely reptilians, guys. Yeah, Louise has got got her red triangle on your head uh, on your head, Julian Sands. <laughs> um, so she's astral projecting at this point. Goldblum like hears her with, and so he's with this like tough. This tough's got a machine gun on, yeah. him, and he's like, "Oh, uh, I'm being told right now that your father is here." And the gag, it, it's kind of okay, it blows yeah. up in his face because the guy's like, "Oh, you're telling me my father's actually here right now?" And he goes, "A uh, great line here." This this thug, he goes, uh, "That miserable old bag of shit," and he starts like <laughs> put, he's like. Oh, my father's in you right now, and he starts punching Jeff Goldblum in the face. Yeah, because he, he he's like, I never had the chance to kill my dad because he died. Now I get to punch you. Right, right, right. Not, not, not too shabby. This gag here, and you know, but then eventually, like, he does soften to yeah. it. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum is like just starts bullshitting. He's like, uh, no, son, of course I uh, uh, always loved you. I'm yeah. uh, uh, sorry, I never told. Why are you talking like Jeff Goldblum, Dad? <laughs> that should have been the line. And he punches this guy out like pretty quickly. And then, pretty fucking badass. I don't think I've ever seen this in a movie before. Jeff Goldblum with a machine gun. <laughs> but you gotta kill this guy. Like that's a. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. Yep. We're in a, we're in a, this guy almost killed you. You if he, once he wakes up, he is going to kill you. I, I, also, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like fucking, this guy is pure beef. Grade A, <laughs> thick as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Goldblum is swinging pixie sticks, and this guy goes right the fuck down. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. Either. He's not in Brundlefly shape. We'll no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. So he gets a drop on Julian Sands and Googly Glars, and uh, when they're about to kill Cindy Lauper. Oh right. And he's like, uh, uh, okay, what's gonna happen now is uh, uh, Cindy Lauper is gonna go get the police, and we're gonna wait here for forty-eight to seventy-nine hours. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this plan? She's yeah. gonna make it down the mountain by herself okay. i gotta go call the nypd <laughs> come to ecuador hey, Gold- by, the way, by the way anyone gonna bury me no <laughs> i just left all oh, the birds are getting yeah enjoy that that one eye bird enjoy it uh they're packing my pecker <laughs> i believe they throw like a blanket over oh, well, or oh th- thanks for the blanket really appreciate it <laughs> at least captain kirk got covered in a bunch of rocks <laughs> This isn't even a blanket. This is a towel, sir. <laughs> Goldblum has a great line when he goes to rescue Cindy Lauper. He goes, uh, we're escaping. And uh, pretty flamboyantly, I might add. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's funny fun. Uh, but so he's got the machine gun. She's going to go. But at this point, the third guy comes back. He's got a gun on Goldblum's head. Yeah, Give yeah. me the machine gun. Da, ba, da, ba, da. Unfortunately. You know, I realized at this point in the movie, the dude, Googie Gress, you know who he looks like? Fat William Peterson. Yeah, fatter okay. William Peterson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like a super fat Peter McNichol or something. <laughs> An engorged tick, Peter McNichol. <laughs> a super fat anyone? You mean? He's a big guy. <laughs> yes, he looks He's like just a, a fat. Guy. He looks like a super fat anyone. Uh, no, no, no. Goldblum gets shot. Oh, that's right. He gets shot, and at this point, Cindy Lauper to uh, uh, get the drop on everybody. Touches the pyramid. Yeah, we got and a lot then of... all this ill-defined shit starts happening, including uh, uh, 
uh, Hollywood favorite speaking in tongues. That's yeah. always a great excuse mm. for googly, not relaying information. She makes googly grass just disappear, and I'm like, oh, where the fuck does he go? Phantom Zone. But you got at this point, like, let's invest in some fucking Raiders technology, and I want to see him turn into a pile of goo. Yeah, yes. it's got to be something better than mm. just the dude at the beginning of the movie. Oh, oh don't look at the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes, Cindy. And also, like, the entire mountain... And this is where I thought the ancient aliens were coming, because the entire mountain around this pyramid starts collapsing. Yeah. And you see hints of the fact that it's kind of a larger structure. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, spaceship. Oh, that'd be amazing. You know, but then, like, that doesn't really happen. But- Julian Sands starts running down the hill. He's hilariously squashed by a piece of the set from Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Omek gets him, dude. Omek coming! This was... This was- <laughs> This was Louise's ship. It's <laughs> taken off. <laughs> That's right, Louise. We're going back to your home planet. Dude, I loved that episode of Legends of the Hidden Temple where Olmec was in that convenience store <laughs> and then that kid came up behind him and shot him in the head. Oh, are, are we skipping over the scene where Julian Sands, Julian Sands is dead uh-huh. and then the uh, a xenomorph pops out of his chest? Oh, yeah. that's, that's just, You want wait till the end of the credits uh, to get there. Uh, 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 run. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, Julian Sands gets crushed. I got to say this about Julian Sands. I think he's an entertaining actor. He plays sure. a villain quite well. In this sequence, he's filmed like running down this hill. He is doing some terribly embarrassing running. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he was wearing like bad pants for it or what. It's a bad runner. It's a poorly blocked scene too because like there's like this thing like he's running down. He's like he knows that everything's going tits up. He has to get the fuck out of there. Right. He's trying to fit through a doorway he clearly can fit through, but he has to like do like mime acting. Like I can't. Ah. Oh. It does. Ah. And then then he gets crushed. And it's like no, no, no. I'm looking at that doorway. It's really fucking so stupid. He has to like pretend like to to put his shoulder up against. Like I can't get through this thing. It's because he can't get his 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 pants through. Oh. He's got those pants that were really popular in the eighties, where you could fit three other people in them. Yes, <laughs> and if a strong gust would, comes up, you fly. It's These like are the, my hammer pants. <laughs> it's like khaki jenkos. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. That's why they called them parachute pants? If the wind caught them, man, look out. Just don't put them in movies. <laughs> uh, so uh, at the end, Goldblum, I'm going like, to kind of tackle Cindy Lauper to get her. Because she's about to get absorbed, too, or something. I think. And she falls to the ground. Yeah. Um, and when she wakes up, she realizes that Louise, this thing that we've never seen, has exactly. sacrificed herself that's and a, moved on. And that's and why whatever. you need, like, Elaine Stritch to be this thing. Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> or a predator. Well, or get, get Kevin or Michael Hall. Elaine Stritch as a predator. Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> the best I could do to combine those two. It sounded yeah, perfect. About right. <laughs> uh, so they kind of like wearily make their way out the mountain. And then, of course, in a total reshoot, this last scene is one million percent a reshoot. Everyone's got a different haircut. The lighting is different. The camera's different. I will say this, though. It is a great gag of they walk back into this hotel, and it's supposed to be like on the swankier side a little bit. And they've just had this big adventure. They're covered in dirt, and they're bleeding, and uh, Jeff Goldblum's been shot in the leg and everything. And everyone in this hotel lobby is staring at them like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Goldblum's like, uh, uh, two rooms, please. 
<laughs> so it, Goldblum's like, hey, I'm uh, 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 not only did I get a haircut and I've gained 12 pounds, I'm uh, also uh, going uh, back to the States. And she's like, all right, that's fine. And then there's this thing. You catch what's going on here? What's that? She's in the country of Ecuador. She's definitely just eating chicken tenders and french fries and dipping it in ketchup. Oh, really? Some yeah. real fucking ugly American shit right there, dude. <laughs> God damn you. Uh, and it's this thing where it's like, well, maybe we should get together. Blah, blah. I, I forget how they do their little romantic ending. Yeah. Goldblum is holding this glass and uh, he's like, uh, uh, I'm being told that the person who held this glass is uh, in love with me and just had a <laughs> crazy adventure and uh, wants wants me to hang out a little more. And she's like... Oh, I didn't touch that glass. I touched this cup, though. Yeah. And he touches that. And without saying anything, they start making out. And he picks her up for like the fourth time in this movie. Yes. Brings her over to the bed. She bumps her head on the headboard. And she's like, oh, oh, someone's with me now. Right, because Louise is gone. Yeah. And uh, it's Harry. And they both look at the camera. Yeah. One up, up, one up vibes. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be in vibes too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if George Burns can make three of them God pictures, you know, uh, let me tell you something here, Quapis. Okay, Cassavetes, <laughs> he went to Canon Group when he had to make his last movie. Where your movies deserve to be, the Canon Group, sir. <laughs> that is a home for the Ken Quapis filmography. Hey, Quapis, I am fucking shocked that Sony Pictures put this movie out. What the <laughs> flying fuck? It's you and Masters of the Universe. That should be their tent poles. I would do want. I do want sequels where it's just Peter Falk watching people have sex and commenting <laughs> on it, like in the ghost realm. Like he's he's, yes, he's semi translucent. Yes. I love it. Yes, just That's watching why people fuck. It would be awesome if Louise was at least voiced by Elaine Stritch. Could you imagine the crass? Sexual commentary from Elaine Stritch in this movie. I was gonna say, if it's Peter Falk, I feel like the whole thing is like a dead silence, except for he's like, "Oh, you got a life for this?" <laughs> no, no, it was uh, it was gin with ice and a twist of lemon. Yeah, there's like a waitress, <laughs> a dead waitress is coming by too. You know, who knew the astral plane had great bars? I, it's, it's fantastic. Beef eater. All right, <laughs> is, is the schnitzel good? Oh, I'll have that. Give me a tiny glass of cold beer. Thanks so much. It's 1988. <laughs> that fucking look at the camera, though. Like, Ooh. come on, Quapis. It's a sequel yeah. setup, man. We're going to do it. Dude, we've had several sequel setups where we're not looking directly at the camera. It's just, I mean, clearly it's whatever the joke. real ending of this movie was tested poorly, and then they did this. I mean, the movie would be fine if, like, they just wake up on yeah. that hill, the sun comes up, and it's just like, all right, you know. Credits. We that's, lived through the night. That's the truly funny thing is that they and why the reshoots are so obvious. Not you. You don't even have to look at like what they look like. Yeah. Because it goes from them like walking down the street in Ecuador back to this hotel. Yeah. And then goes back to the mountain in Ecuador for yes. the credits. Yeah. Oh, exactly. you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. They didn't want to refilm the credits. That's <laughs> for some reason. That's the one that they couldn't refilm. And it's like those credits, it's all through the credits is that mountain. And it's Cindy Lauper going, there's a hole in my heart that goes all the way to China. It's the best part of the movie for me, for yeah, her. It's a catchy pop tune. It's absolutely. a great song. It's a, she does great songs. She does. She's she great. Does. She's a great singer and a great dancer. She also did those. Uh, uh, <laughs> I almost said, uh, "Don't worry about Cindy Lauper," but I don't put that black magic on her. No, but she did uh, <laughs> the the music for Kinky Boots. Shows you. So she's a trillionaire. 
Oh yeah, she uh, I believe won a Tony for it. Yeah, she's she's also that. Chris Cabin and I do a karaoke number, and we oh. all, you know, girls just want to have fun. It's down uh-huh. legend. Seeing you guys do that if, is one of the greatest moments of my life. You know what? If we get to right. pa- if we get the Patreon up, I'm, me and him might do oh, it. That might be something. Oh shit! WHM covers yeah, album. Yeah, well, now yeah. we have a, a good the, video set up. We can make that happen. A new level, thirty dollars a month. <laughs> one karaoke song per month. No, per year. We'll just per, per year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, you have to ride that that tier for a year to get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to give us $360 then. And then you can see us do karaoke. You can't share bump, it. <laughs> bump it up to 40. We'll do quarterly. Make it with the commentary. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah, record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the end of this movie, man. That is the end of Vibes. Would anybody recommend it? I would not. Uh, this movie is... I think that there are movies in this movie that I'd like to watch, but <laughs> what this movie is, is I would not want to see ever again. It's dull. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies where you can tell like it's palpable throughout that nobody gave a shit. Not the director, not the writers, yeah. not the people in it, mm-hmm. not even the people who had to like fucking put the chairs down in the fucking room. <laughs> oh, the like, chairs are a mess. I could tell, you, I could tell you the audience didn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it's 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 a real waste of time and talent. I think it's nearly a watch it, almost like to see seeing is believing. But then at the same time, I found it so dull towards that saggy middle end. And yeah, I was just like, yeah. it's a no for me because of that. The climax is so dull. Yes. It's. <sighs> do it. Just do it, dude. Just do it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's okay to like a movie. You know what? I liked this movie. I did. It's so fucking crazy. I mean, I know it's not good. Yes. And I know it's flat. Like they yeah. have no chemistry. I was engaged the entire time. Wow. It's a stupid fucking 80s comedy. And I guess two things I will attribute this to. One, I think it's been a really long time since I've seen a stupid 80s comedy. Yeah, okay. So it was kind of like, ah. It's a little quieter, you know? Yeah. yeah, and it was just kind of like sitting into the warm bath again kind of thing. And also, like, as dear listener, you can hear, I'm still very stuffed up. I've been, like, heinously sick all week. Yeah. And just something about, like, yesterday when I was watching it, I was feeling a little better. I wasn't so dead to the world. Mm-hmm. And it was like, here's this dumb as balls movie that ends with a catchy Cindy Lauper song. And I got to watch sexy Jeff Goldblum and sexy <laughs> Cindy Lauper through it. Like, and sexy Peter Falk. And, oh, of course. And that's the other thing. I yeah. think, for better or worse, Peter Falk was fucking holding my attention in this movie. Oh, of course. Movie. He's, he's a lot of fun in this movie. I don't know. It's a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. but And I'm not going to fucking run out and see it again anytime soon. Hangover situation, I think, also is a definite possibility here. It's an ideal crackle movie. <laughs> the <laughs> Which ideal is, crackle movie. We had that fucking standard def DVD, but I think uh, you can find it on crackle. Yeah, oh, do, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the uh, This movie is very similar to a movie. I think it came out the year before, the year after, or something like that. Second Sight with Ooh. Bronson Pinchot and also John Larroquette. No, no, it's stay tuned or maybe even not even. Oh yeah. wow, really? I saw that in theaters it's really bad. Reason. Yeah, Ooh, it's theater psychic movie, huh? Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> There's no lady friend though? I think there is a woman but I don't remember her. I know for oh. she was like yeah. Mm. I want to say like Mercedes Rule, but that's yeah. probably wrong. Oh shit! And yeah. what? So they're they're both of them are psychics. I think no. I think um, uh, John Larquette's like managing Bronson Pinchot. Yes, Bronson Pinchot has the the talent, and he oh. uses him for like a detective agency or something. Oh shit! Actually, I I haven't seen this movie. I just looked it up on the Tribune. I recognize this fucking poster yes. though. This yeah, is yeah. a video store situation. It's a terrible poster, and yes, John Larroquette runs a detective agency, yes. and they're trying to find a, a missing girl is the idea. 
Bess Armstrong. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you know who's in this movie? No. Fucking Strickland. Oh, nice. Wow. James Tolkien himself. Nice. Might be a stay tuned. We don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to check it out. But until then, that is the film Vibes uh, from 1988, directed by Ken Quapis. Uh, thank you very much, Brian from Minneapolis for calling this in. Uh, if you want more We Hate Movies, check out patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. A uh, whole boatload of non-psychic related uh, bonus material hey, over we there. We got so much going on there. This month we got Laura Croft Tomb Raider is our episode. We got a Gleep Glossary where I read Star Wars Expanded Universe entries to these guys and they make fun of me. Mm-hmm. On Sebulba, it's a big <laughs> yes, month. It's, it's a, big, a one. big month. And of course, the Nexus, we're doing... Um, um, we're doing a deep space deep, nine, deep space nine, and, and TNG. TNG, the episode where they where everyone de evolves into monsters, yes. which is a really fun episode. Genesis, deep, right? deep space nine, I've not seen yet. Uh, it's a, I think it's a Bashir centric episode. Ooh. Oh, that's great! <laughs> Thanks for letting me know that. Yeah, so there's super just excited. So much going on up there. I believe there's going to be another Twilight commentary um, this month yeah, for sure. Right. Absolutely, yeah. just in time for St. Paddy's Breaking Day, dude. <laughs> no, because we're going to be drinking on it. That's, that's right. True. We are yes. doing a drunk. We are doing the drunk commentary once again. Uh, so all that and more, patreon.com slash we hate movies. Now, Steve Sadak, listener request month continues next week with what? It's a big deal. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is. It's uh, Battlefield Earth. Finally doing it. Oh, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. I haven't seen it before. Wow. I, I'm, I've I'm, never I'm, seen I'm, it. I'm, I'm looking guys, forward. Get ready, man. Yeah. They're like killing chickens for real on the they set kill, or something. They kill some cows. I know that much. Oh, cows. Forrest eh? Whitaker's around. Obviously, Travolta. Yes. Um, Barry, Was it Pepper? A thing? Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper's the, 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 the star, right? Was it a thing where you, because I'm thinking about poor Forrest Whitaker right now. Barry Pepper, I can take or leave. Travolta's already lost. <laughs> Did you have to be a Scientologist to work on this movie? Oh, that's a good question. I, I guess we'll find out next week. Don't do know. some I research. Don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think as long as you're okay furthering their propaganda. No, that's fine. I guess Forrest Whitaker was fucking fine with that then. It's a check, man. Hey, <laughs> I will true. do a, a fucking Scientology movie. Call me up, Hubbard Foundation. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So until next week with the Hubbard Foundation, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Crabbin. Eric Siska. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.